Welcome to The Drop-In, this is Agatha. And Tanya here. We are so excited to talk to you about change today. So let's drop in. Welcome. We're back. So nice to be back. Yeah. Spring is nearly here in Mm. Sydney where we're coming to you from. Very exciting and a big topic today. Yeah, change. It's so interesting because change is actually your latest offering, like the flavor of your latest offering, Spirited. And I think that's where maybe the desire to dive into this topic, that word especially came from. For sure. And um, I think I'm just like in a season of change as well. Mm. Um, But also, when are we not changing? So (laughs) um, it just feels particularly potent at the moment um, to be talking about this topic. Um, Where do we want to start? Um, I think I want to start actually referencing James Clear's work, Atomic Habits. He wrote that book and his concept around, which ultimately is like change equals change. This idea that to have change, we need to change something. And I'm not going to quote him word for word here, but he, he speaks to this idea that if we want change, we need to make changes to our daily habits and that our current habits and our current routines and our current structures are the perfect recipe for our current life. And so how could we ever desire to make change if we're doing the same old thing every day? Yeah. We need to make change to create change. Um, yes. Yeah, so yeah. powerful. Like I think when you mentioned that a few, maybe six months ago or so, It was like, yeah, I've really been feeling that myself, like things need to be shaken up in order to kind of act or receive the, the different thing that we're striving for. And I think also potentially these years of pandemic have really stifled change. Mm. I think they've really like, I like that stifled. Yeah. They've just like, almost put a pause on things and at least for me I can only talk for myself it just felt like things became like this pattern of every day the same thing Um, and then you start to reflect on like okay what do I actually want now what is not working anymore and you realize that as you said the the routine or the habits that you have aren't really acting for this bigger desire or the life that you're striving for. So yeah, shaking things up is always kind of the recipe for change. Totally. And it takes like a lot of effort and Uh, that's why we don't do it. (laughs) That's why we don't do it. We're like, oh, that's too hard. I don't want to do that. Um, I know when I heard this concept, my mind was blown. I was like, oh, duh, of course, of course. And, um, Yeah, it's really, I think if we want to move our body, if we want to meditate, if we want to show up in a different way, if we want to refine our behavior, if we want to work towards a goal, like whatever the thing is, if we want to move somewhere, like we need to start making the little, the changes small and every day and not like once a week or once a month, but like really like these daily, daily atomic habits, like he says, in order to create that change. Um, yeah. Sorry, I wanted to, yeah. Um, um, you go. I think it's like, 
those subtle changes, as you said, like Mm. it doesn't have to be like moving a mountain in a day. Mm. Um, You know, I think he, if I'm thinking of the right podcast or Mm. um, reference, he kind of says like, you know, we, we learn to brush our teeth every day and that is just become second nature. And so it's like these tiny little micro changes that you can make for yourself in order to then have them become these like atomic habits or these mm. daily habits to also become the person that you're striving to become. And sometimes for me, at least I don't really know who I'm striving to become or there's kind of like a blurriness of not knowing and all you can do is that like one foot in front of the other. Um, and those are those like little changes, like waking up at seven every morning and, you know, doing your practice or having that lemon water. I don't know, whatever it is. (laughs) Not looking at your phone first thing, which is so tempting. Um, you know, yeah, all these sorts of things. And I think it can be really helpful, um, to, on that flavor to envision, oh, who am I trying to be? Who am I desiring to become? What is the vision? And then we have something to work towards to strive the changes. Because otherwise, if we're like, oh, I just want to be, just go to the gym every day. Like, neither of us do that, but you know. (laughs) Example. (laughs) Or I just want to meditate every day. Oh, I want to rest every day. I want to cultivate my daily rest practice. That's something we can speak to very, um, from a lot of experience. to just be like, oh, I'm just going to rest for 20 minutes every day is not enough. It's like, well, think about who is the sort of person that you want to become. Do you want to be someone that is more tolerant, that someone that's more peaceful, someone that feels refreshed when you speak to the people you love, yeah. someone that has um, an ability to, to, to stop doing, to step off the pedal, like the the wheel of life and just pause yeah. and then step back on to not be like caught up in productivity or self-worth like all of these things it's like coming to that bigger picture of oh I want to be able to self-regulate um in a more empowered way and then it's like well then that me taking my 20 minutes of rest every day is going to help me feel empowered to self-regulate to foster more peace in my life to show up with more presence in my life totally yeah. um I kind of like feel like sometimes I don't know who that person is like who I'm striving to be Mm. and so I come to it in a different perspective perhaps in that I don't always know if I want to be like this peaceful person like obviously that sounds really lovely but um I feel like even within myself that vision of who I want to be changes very regularly Mm. Um, and that's just something that's true to my character, I think. Um, and so knowing that I'm at my best when I rest or when I, you know, go for a walk or when I move my body or when I eat nourishing food, those are the things that kind of, that's the sentence that I would use. It's like, I know I'm at my best. Yeah, I love that. Um, I resonate with that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And so, because like, honestly, some days I'm like, I don't know who I want to be right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I totally get that Could point of view. Some people's yeah, minds. definitely. And I think this is the thing we all, we think and, um, stri- you know, we also different. And so it's nice to know that there's no one way. Yeah. yeah I and like I've that. definitely been the, the, the vision board, you know, the words, um, 
that get me through into that habit as well. Mm. Um, but then some days it's just like, oh, I know this is just going to make me the world of difference, you know, yeah. and going to make me feel like the best version of me. Yeah. Um, Help me show up. Yeah. To in the best way possible. Yeah. And also the most like balanced way possible. Yes. You know, like not in fully like exhausted, fatigued and not like super low and not feeling like, fra- you know, it. It's really such a beautiful regulating tool mm. and balancing yeah. tool when we I've think, been like what do I need? really leaning into the word harmony at the moment. Me too. Oh, really? <laughs> like harmonize. Harmonize keeps coming out. Like how do we harmonize with the, me uh, specifically with the seasons? But what about you? Yeah. Uh, I just, I sometimes really struggle with the word balance because I mm. find it very hard to strike. Like, mm. <laughs> um, Whereas harmony just feels like it's this integration of like all the elements of who I am. And like, it doesn't necessarily need to be like on this balance or seesaw or like even mm. keel. Like mm. it can just be like, it almost feels more rounded. Yeah. It's to more, me. It does feel more rounded when we look at it through the word balance as well. Yeah. I always think of the word body harmony. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just like for me at the moment, it's feeling really it's like it's okay things are in harmony um Mm. things are moving in the way that they need to move and um for me that I've been going through some big changes like it's just kind of almost kept me in my center Mm. um and I think that's why I kind of see it as this like circle almost because like I sit in the middle of it yeah that's where I'm at with this big change vibe that's going on with me. So what is the big change vibe, Aggie? Oh, um, as you mentioned at the beginning, I'm, I think maybe a little over a month ago, I just launched a new offering and I really changed up the way my business works. I moved away from one-on-ones and I'm now offering like an eight-week program. Um, and that felt like a huge jump for me. Um, and it still feels huge and I'm still kind of riding the waves of the change. Um, but it is something that I'm still holding as like my truth and I know that it's the right move Mm -hmm. and shift. And then I'm also just navigating like owning a business and actually multiple businesses. And then also like, you know, what comes with, the financial stresses of owning a house and, you know, being an adult. Um, and so I've also taken on like two shifts, um, somewhere else. And that's felt really scary to me because I've been like a self-sufficient business owner for almost like seven years or something like that. And I think for me at least, and I think this was something we were kind of talking to before hitting record was that, my perceptions are beginning to shift a little bit on like where my finances come from and like the beliefs that I have around worth, um, on whether the money is coming solely from my efforts versus like someone else's business. Um, and that's just been really big to notice it. And I think I mentioned that once you start to notice these beliefs, these perceptions, and they don't own you anymore or like you're just like oh that doesn't actually feel right anymore like the fact that for the longest time I was like I need to make my own money by myself versus now I'm like oh this is actually really nice to have like that guarantee of two shifts a week um where I know that 
X amount of money is coming in and I'm not stressing myself out anymore. Um, that feels like almost like I have more space to play in. Whereas like I wasn't really allowing myself that space for a really long time. And so it's like massive, like it's big work for me at the moment. Yeah, it sounds like you're rewriting what it is to be an entrepreneur, a business owner for yourself, like and noticing, oh, I had these restrictions and these this container around me that I didn't even realize I had put there, but that said it's I'm not worthy as an entrepreneur if I'm not the one making the thing and making the money for myself but seeking um, employment at a place that is so aligned and that you have roots in and that is offering you stability to then work on the other things with less stress because that stability is sorted is is just as worthy and it's like this rewriting of your narrative of what it means to be x a hundred a successful entrepreneur and yeah so i'm just like rewriting that moment and it just feels it feels hard. I'm not going to yeah. lie. It's never easy. It's, yeah. it's sticky. I feel like I'm in the trenches. I'm in the mud at the moment, but I also, I'm not scared of it anymore. Like mm. I'm not running away from it. Like I'm still saying yes to the things and I'm showing up in the way that I know how, and I'm trusting that that is enough. Mm. And I'm just like really proud of myself for even noticing that there's like this change happening in my mind at the moment. And like, yeah, there's so many like battles going on up there, like with the the little voices in my head of being like, no, but this is scary and like not safe. And, um, I know it's so safe. (laughs) Yeah. But this is the, the work of that goes on behind the scenes of having your own business or doing your own thing in the world, being an entrepreneur that is the unglamorous, unsexy, unseen side that is pivotal in your, in like helping you show up with a feeling of success. Yeah. With a feeling of um, value and steadiness and harmony that, um, yeah, it has to happen. And it's, it's all this inner work, this personal development, this battling and navigating Mm. and understanding of your stories and rewriting perceptions and working through that. And then just seeing, Oh, cool. The volumes turned down on that story now. Fuck. Yeah. Like I did a great job of moving through that one and I can support myself through those stories now. Oh, here's another one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's always another one. Um, it's funny you say that because like I pulled the tower card recently and I was like, oh this again like I was like I thought we'd already been through all this like I thought I'd already like gone through all my stuff and like packed it up nicely and I was like like flourishing you know (laughs) um but here it is again and I think yeah I've been really feeling into this feeling of like um yeah we're always changing we're always evolving like every moment is a gift and we're always like we really shouldn't take it for granted because like this moment is as precious as the future moment um because yeah it's just like I don't know like it's obviously cliche but um it's just when you have those realizations and when you are in that present moment you're just like whoa life is so excellent life is so grand like I shouldn't take anything for granted. Um, 
And I think that's also like a really important thing to notice that like no matter what happens tomorrow, like you're not going to get back the moment you're in now. Yeah, totally. Um, and that you probably will achieve the thing that you want to achieve and like there's no rush. Yeah, oh, we love to rush. And yeah. I just want to, that theme that you're speaking to really pulls into this um, idea of impermanence and the Buddha, the Buddha's teachings on impermanence and how when we think of the concept of impermanence is this lesson of change is the only constant. And when we accept that and allow that to happen and are able to live in a way that has space for that possibility, there is so much more ease and so much less resistance. And we feel less of a victim in our lives because it's our life when we are deciding how we want to live our lives and change life isn't just happening to us. It's not just happening. We're like, we're like a um, invaluable or um, a player that doesn't have any stakes. We are living our lives and we can decide how we live our lives, but change is going to happen all around us. And change is the only constant and you're going to change and life is going to change and change is going to be flung upon you. And how we are able to navigate that comes back to this, I think practices that we do for ourselves to help us feel balanced, harmonious, regulated and resilient in the uncertainty, in the discomfort, in the, the surprise of Mm. change. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think there are so many facets to change as well in terms of like, yes, we know it's like always happening. It's constant, but like sometimes we're really like moving in the direction of change. Like we're really kind of like inviting it in. Mm. And then other times it's like, boom, it's just happened in like an instant and life has changed yeah, As we said, know it. You said that word before we press record, brutal. Like change can be really brutal yeah. and then it can be scary and yeah. it can be really exciting and it can be desired. And so yeah. it's got all these nuances and facet sides, like faces. Yeah. That it and like in. ultimately we can't control any of it. And no. so there's just this like, yeah, there's a real surrender to it. And I think mm. for me, at least like you were talking before we hit record, it was like, the yin yoga practice is really powerful in kind of, I I want you to talk more to that because it was really nice what you were saying about it. Um, But for me personally, I know that that's where I get a lot of like the messages and the, the anchoring to the now Mm. as well um, to just really listen into what's going on for me in this moment. And all I know is I can control my body, my experience, my output, um, and how I show up for others. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so yin yoga is such a beautiful and helpful and impactful way for us to, to build resilience with discomfort. Yeah. And change can often feel really scary. It can bring up a lot of fear. It can be exciting. It can be, you know, generally we all desire change, um, but it does bring up the fear and that can hold us back. And we know that ultimately change when we choose to move forward towards it, because we know it's of benefit to us or we desire it, it, it offers us freedom and fulfillment, but we need to have the courage and the bravery to move through the, the discomfort of the fear of the, of the scariness of the, whatever, you know, is coming up for us. And, I think being in a place of resilience 
and embodiedness and groundedness and having kind of built a, a relationship to discomfort can really help us move through those obstacles of fear because otherwise the obstacle of fear can just stop us in our tracks and stop us from claiming the change that we desire, mm. you know? And um, yeah, the uncertainty of what's on the other side of the change can really hold us back in our ability to, to then be in the discomfort that is required as part of the kind of evolution or transformation or change that we're moving toward. Um, and that's going to impact our ability to act and make that change. And so this is where I think the yin yoga practice really comes in as this beautiful tool where we, we sit in discomfort and we practice being in that state and examining our relationship to that discomfort and the, the present moment and the now and what is here right now in the body, in the mind, in the emotions and to, to build that muscle, to foster that that relationship to that discomfort and this these these this work in these ways and these practices it impacts us and affects us and infuses into our life in ways that are kind of beyond words in ways that are not undescribable but you know we do our best and They're like unseen yeah <laughs> very unseen and um yeah practicing yin is feels like this really beautiful way of building up a a tolerance so that we are able to move past the obstacles that we ourselves put in our way to seek the things that we are wanting to change or desiring to change. Yeah. And yeah, did you want to uh, say something? I just really like that example because I think it almost like, I think personally, like my mind is like, it always has something to say. It's always got an opinion, a perspective. And I think it's just doing its job. Yeah. <laughs> With yin yoga, it's like a moment and a proof point for my brain to know that it can do the thing and it can stay the distance and it can also experience this freedom and release and surrender and letting go. And I think that is kind of almost like a blueprint for life. Totally. That's it. Yeah. Like you can almost apply it to then a situation that feels hard and like sometimes we push we push we push and then it's like oh okay I'm gonna let go and then it happens yeah <laughs> an allowance and sitting in it like this the time the stillness the observation the softening the backing off sometimes mm. the stepping back um yeah that's so beautiful yeah I love that. but also like yeah the if you've ever done yin yoga it's that like after the three minute four minute mark your body literally like releases drops in (laughs) yeah it drops in and it's like I think it's just like like I said the blueprint for life like that is the when you surrender to that like when you surrender to that moment it's like okay things become more spacious more possible more freeing and it's that beautiful reference point that you build over and over again each time you show up to the practice that you are capable of that yeah that you are able yeah. and that you can run that you can sit the course or run the course and you will be okay and you will eventually be able to let go and release and find the softness and the freedom and the the yeah the after fulfillment almost yeah, yeah and sometimes like certain shapes are like you never get that drop-in moment yeah um like depending on the day you show up depending on like how your body is built or you know what's been going on 
in your body but it's also like a really good example of like I can get through it as well like time will pass and I'm still gonna be okay on the other side a reminder that we are strong we are resilient we are able to support ourselves which we all need to learn more of yeah I think and like we don't always have to be in that like freeing abundance space like I think that's something I'm learning at the moment Mm. really deeply that like it's okay to be in the mud it's okay to be in the thick of it it's okay to feel uncomfortable um and you know I I thought these were lessons I already knew but then you get another one that kind Mm. of is like this is even more uncomfortable can you handle it and it's like okay I think I can like I've actually been here before so like yeah I'm just going to ride this wave. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think as well, these, these topics, these of the, the window of tolerance and our nervous system and how yin yoga, meditation, journaling, therapy, the list continues, help us broaden our window of tolerance. Because often what can happen is when we get scared, when something comes at us, unexpected change, or a fear to move through change, we can freeze. Yeah, and that's like a, a response of the nervous system. And our ability to bounce back from that kind of end range of freezing of the nervous system takes a while, takes a bit of time. Yeah. And same in the other end, the flight state. If we are feeling we need to flee and fly and run and, you know, high high energy all the time it takes a long time to to bounce back from that and the the reason that we are so passionate about i am so passionate about the yin yoga practice as well as many other practices as it help us helps us widen our window of tolerance so that we are not as easily triggered into these extreme states of freeze or flight and i think we change freezes you know flight could happen a lot for people i think as well like that that desire to just run and like get away (laughs) from our bags (laughs) i don't want to be here and to sit in those moments and in the other moments that that deep freeze state and not no complete inability to take action or decide um and so we this broadening of the window of tolerance means that we are not like yo-yoing so extremely from one side to the other and then needing to do all the repair work and recovery work on our nervous system to come back which takes a lot of time Mm. but we find that that window becomes broader and wider and like what I'm doing here is my hands are quite close together and I'm spreading them wider there's more space between the two palms and there's more space for your nervous system and your being and your human to be able to meet edges but recover from them really quickly because you've been there before and you're familiar with it and it feels comfortable. And you know, I've got myself, I can do this. I have more resilience to be in this state and things that may have once taken you to flight or freeze no longer do because your window of tolerance is wider. And so then you're not needing to uh, soothe and tend to your nervous system with as much energy Mm. because you're, you're able to do life with a little bit more ease. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it makes me think of like I guess the trauma-informed perspective as well like so many of us are navigating the world with trauma and I mean I think pretty much everyone um and the smallest of things kind of bring this hiccup or this um this feeling of yeah panic or you know flight or flight uh 
fight or flight. <laughs> um, and I think it's okay to notice when you enter those, those periods in your life. But for me, it's like all about the noticing. It's like, okay, I'm going to find myself in this place of like, my habit of running away Mm. or just like sitting in front of the TV or, you know, going to the thing that brings me comfort and like, doesn't let me move. Um, and I actually think it's okay to be there for a little while. Um, but then come back into this harmonious self, which is kind of where we started. Um, this is what that's so, cause that's what then allows you to change that habit yeah that's the that noticing yeah i'm doing that thing again yeah but like being like compassionate with yourself because it's like that's what i've known for so long as the habit and now i'm trying to introduce something different and it's going to take time as well um and i think i wrote this thing as well in my notebook was like change can be really slow Mm. and the feeling of like it's never going to happen because like so often we go back to the things that we have known for so long um but just know like those little things those little moments of noticing and just being like oh I'm doing that thing okay like what do I actually desire now to do versus like what is the habit that I've always done when this thing has confronted me yeah yeah, I don't know. It's just like small. Like I've I found it with like eating sometimes. Like mm. it's like oh, like I'll just like make the same recipes or like cook the same things, and then I'm like, oh, what do I actually feel like eating? Yeah, just like little things that you can change in your habit, and you can ask yourself daily, like actually, what is it that I need right now, versus like the striving sometimes that we put in ourselves as well when we're like aiming for change or changing of habits I don't know this is my personal experience it does go a lot slower than we often sometimes desire to go and reminds yeah you were saying it's like compassionate self-inquiry and I think the that's the work of Gabor Mate I don't know if you know Mm. his work but this work on compassionate self-inquiry I'm not going to speak too much to it because I'll I don't know enough but yeah it's like this observation this sitting it's it's really these embodiment practices these practices that bring us into our body to be like actually what am i feeling okay what is what am i making that mean about me all right is that true yeah you know okay what do i need right now how can i support myself right now in this and what is the pattern i usually play out right now and also like do i need to play that pattern out right now in order to like I don't know. Is that going to be helpful? Is that going to serve the, my higher good? And sometimes like eating the chocolate is going to be exactly what you need. Oh my God. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um, And obviously like there are things that can, you know, aggravate and don't support the body. And, you know, we could talk to that for hours on end, but I think it's, yeah, that inquiry of like leaning into the body noticing where you're feeling things and just being like whoa that's coming up you know in my heart space in my mind in my fingertips on in my nose like I think sometimes we like go so external 
that we forget that the thing is happening within us. Yeah. It's like, what is that? What is that? It's almost like, what is that feeding in me that needs a bit of love or attention? And how can I support the thing that it's feeding that needs the attention instead of the thing that is coming up? I don't know. Mm, Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, um, I've totally taken it off on a tangent, but no, that's yeah, good. But yeah, the food thing as well. It's like, where did we, how did we get to the, the food? What was uh, the just reference? Like I, I was saying how like the recipe, like yeah. you kind of always. Like it's a habit. Yeah. It's a habit of like cook the same thing. Yeah. And then like to change that habit, it's like, okay, how can I change the habit? Maybe I buy a new vegetable at the grocery store. Yeah. So there's something different in the house that I have to work with. Or maybe I look at a cookbook or, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think like I've personally practiced like what do I actually feel like eating? Yeah, intuitive eating. Yeah, and like yeah. that's been really big for me because <clears throat> there's a lot of shame around food and that's another episode. Mm. But um yeah, it's like, oh, what does my body need today? 100%. And I notice I love I love intuitive eating and I notice if I don't have access to the things that I do desire and want in that moment and I know my body is craving and asking for and if I give it something else because maybe I don't have available the time or the the food that it wants I feel really shit yeah like it just doesn't sustain me in the way that my body is craving and desire desiring to be sustained and yeah noticing that nuance takes takes time but it's definitely something I very much notice. Yeah. But and I then think when you give yourself what you really want, it just feels like it just like it fills you. Buzzes into your system <laughs> in this really like beautiful way. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you don't want more. You're just mm. like so satisfied with like ha- having had it. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, that was so delightful. Like I'm so glad I listened to what I needed. It's more pleasurable. Yes. Digest pleasure. <laughs> sustains you. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, let's let's bring it back let's to change. Back. <laughs> I think with change as well, we need it. Like there is no denying that we need change, and we need change of our environment. We need change of scenery. We need to have change in pace. We need a diversity of life. Like no one wants to be doing the same thing all the time forever. You know, we live for a fucking long time. Like life is long but short. You know, and um, I recently went. I live in the inner west in Sydney, you know, quite a city urban environment. And I recently went away to the Royal National Park just for a day. There's no phone service totally surrounded by nature and water and trees and bushland. And I love going there and doing these things, doing that regularly, being surrounded by nature and just noticing when I don't do it enough, my body craves it so much or just being in an environment like an urban environment, like a city, how much I need that that change of scenery, that change of environment, that change of pace, that change of frequency of the world that is physically around me in order to feel harmonious, balanced, mm. well, regulated, grounded, connected to all of life. And um, I think it goes the same. People that live in those beautiful natural environments would have as, as beautiful and as um, uh, same frequency, like harmonious as they might be. They're part of nature. They're living in nature that, you, they would still, people in those situations still desire a change of scenery and a change of environment themselves. They seek out the the vitality, the energy, the buzz of the city, the yeah. the charisma, the the color the of the city. They seek out, you know, different things as well. We I think we can't always be content in one environment. What do you think? 
I love my house. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think I we can, can create a yeah, beautiful environment. I think I can I... Um, speak to maybe the opposite a little mm. bit. Um, you know, I'm not like completely living in, in bushland or anything, but I, I guess I have a bit more space. Yeah, um, More yeah. suburban landscape. Um, and I lived in the inner west for a while. Um, so I still do crave it and I come back at least two times a week. So it's not like I'm completely removed from it. Um, but I love alone time. (laughs) I love that like quiet, nothing to do. And I know so many people that are not like that. Um, and I love that for them too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love a holiday as much as the next person. Mm. So I think that's where I get that little that change, little that diversity change. of your pace. Yeah, yeah totally. just to kind of switch off or to ruminate on ideas that have been sitting there for a while and I haven't given them time, or um, yeah, to talk to my husband more deeply, or you know, just like try and different cuisine or whatever it is it's just like these little things that you sometimes don't invite into your day-to-day yeah and I think yeah could the catalyst the the spark for holidays and getaways be change this desire this hunger this craving for change I think it is change in so many ways yeah you know I always like I was just speaking to a friend about this like um they've just booked a trip to New York and they were like, Oh, it was so expensive. And I was like, yeah, but like, I've never regretted any trip that I've ever done. No, <laughs> It's like that. The money is an investment into yeah. you, into your life, into your, your wonder and awe and vibration and ability to be inspired by new things. And yeah. New and things. you just yeah. come back with like, yeah, this change of perspective, Such new perspective. Um, you know, people that you see on the street, like, or, you know, the space, if you go into nature, like mm. the nature kind of speaks to you and gives you like guidance as well. Um, so yeah, I think these kind of, whether it be like a mini break or a longer break or, you know, just trying a new cafe, yeah, <laughs> um, it can be really valuable. Yeah. Um, I think I shared uh, a few weeks ago, there was like a little cafe down the road from me and I'd been like wanting to go for ages but you know you make up excuses of like oh no I've got to do this this and that and like finally one day I woke up and I was like I'm going and I went and I was like oh this is really nice and like this is a nice space for me to come and write in and like just like inviting myself to like go somewhere new in my routine was just like so welcome and I think those are the things sometimes that we I mean, I put like little restrictions on like containers on myself of like, oh no, I've got like so much to do. Like I'm so busy today or like, oh, but you know, I want to finish this at home, whatever the excuse is. And like, when I just like shake myself a little bit and I'm like, you know, it's just like an hour, just go do it and enjoy it and sit there and feel the inspiration just by being in a new space, mm. it changes everything for me. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time it is changing those restrictions we put on ourselves, you know, it's like, no, you can do this today and then notice what, how you benefit from it and what it gives you and how it feeds you. Mm. And like, how, how do we not give ourselves the things that do feed us? 
um, that are just different because we're not used to doing them because they're a change. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I really struggled with that sometimes when I first went into like doing my own work. Yeah, totally. And like, not, I mean, it still creeps up sometimes, but I just kind of flag it away. Um, just the idea of like having your own schedule as well um, and how it was different to when I used to work nine to five. And, you know, there's this invitation as well to kind of make your own day. Um, and if you are kind of a self-sufficient entrepreneur who does spend like, their day behind a computer or you know creating or whatever it is it's just like you have the right to choose how your day goes and I love that change opens the possibility of well shit how do I want to do this how do I want to be an entrepreneur how do I want to shift out of working with set hours where someone someone else tells me where and I need to show up and how to then being myself and I think having that total openness of possibility can feel really um, broad and um, scary and like confusing and make you feel a little lost. Cause then you can need to feel find, like a void. Like sometimes. A void. Yeah, yeah. I find I can feel, I've gone through this same experience as well. And it's, yeah, it's like, Oh, how do I want to do this? What feeds me? What makes me feel good? What makes me feel anxious? Where am I running around trying to um, serve agendas that are, written in productivity or self-worth and ideas of success that are not mine and Mm -hmm. how to it's like this navigating of all of these things and yeah for me even lately the last few months it's been like going out for walks and just letting myself wander wherever I want and then find myself at a cafe and do my Instagram content and posting in that state or journaling of stuff feeds me so much and I know I wouldn't do get the same result if I was to stay home. Yeah. And so starting to bring that into my days and weeks a lot more and letting myself wander to whichever Mm. cafe or whatever streets or whatever areas of town I find myself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, as you were talking, like the idea that kind of popped in my head was how do you show up for change when it arrives? Yeah. And I think it's like a really perfect example of like, you know, the schedule it's like, how do you show up for it? Like, what do you want again that question of like the self-inquiry yeah like what do I desire why did I make this change what do I desire yeah Yeah. and it can be I think with the schedule thing when we are brought up in a world where we are very heavily conditioned to operate and work in a certain way from schooling to jobs to the way society is structured yeah I think this is the biggest challenge one of the biggest challenges and mental and self work pieces to unpack yeah and constantly unpack totally yeah um yeah how do you show up for change when it arrives it's like coming kind of keeps coming back it's like you get to choose that that um the attitude that is your life (laughs) yeah i feel like that's a beautiful note to end on yeah how do we shop for change when it arrives so any final thoughts no i think i've like taken us off track plenty of times no, that's the point that's that's why we're here yeah this is that was our desire right yeah totally um 
it all comes I back. feel like we're gonna talk about change again like that's my final mm. thought I feel like it's one of those things that is going to continue to change for us like our thoughts and perceptions on this topic um and some will stay the same um but the more we move through the world the more we will have to share on this I think yeah that's so true yeah well thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of the drop-in and we can't wait to see you next time thanks everyone Mm -hmm.